You are listening to the Thriving Empire Podcast with Stephanie Holland, episode 27. Welcome to the Thriving Empire Podcast, where it's all about stabilizing the roller coaster of starting up so that you can launch your ideas with more passion, purpose, and vision. I'm your host, strategist, traveler, and coconut macaroon addict, Stephanie Holland. So let's get started. Hello, how are you? So I'm really excited today. We are talking about podcasting. Would you like to start a podcast? Have you been thinking about it for a while maybe, but not sure how to start? Or have you just started and want some encouragement and a few more tips? Well, if yes to either of those questions, then this episode is for you. Now, my podcasting journey actually started with a Facebook live show a few years ago. But here's the thing. When you are truly location independent and you're making location choices based on where you want to go and how you want to live versus being a digital nomad who has to go where there's an online connection, well, live streaming just didn't work for me. Now, this is where you really have to look at everything as an experiment. You try it and assess it against the vision you have for your life and work in the future, as well as against how you want to live and work right now. And that really, in essence, is what this whole season one has been about. It's about removing all the friction so that you can live and work with more ease and joy right now, because I believe that's true freedom. So as I experimented with my Facebook live show, which I also called Thriving Empire, but it was Thriving Empire Live, I was able to make a clear assessment. Okay, so I actually often find myself without internet because I really enjoy living in remote places. And because, for example, one of my favorite hometowns in Mexico, well, here sometimes electricity goes out for four hours or whole days or whole afternoons, or the internet carrier for the entire town has a power outage. And we have no electricity, yet alone an internet connection. But to be honest, even in Australia and England and Spain, I often had an internet disaster just at the most inappropriate moments. So honestly, I didn't want to build a business that, that was at the mercy of the internet empowered by the internet, yes, but not at its mercy. So podcast has given me so much more freedom, flexibility, and peace of mind. I have a perfect podcasting schedule where I batch three episodes every three weeks. So what I mean by batch is I literally create at the same time three episodes every three weeks. And I can even upload and publish more episodes in advance if I need to and schedule emails to my subscribers to let them know they're there if I know that my internet will be challenging over the next couple of weeks, or if I want to take a break, or if I know I'll be traveling. So I can even write and record when there's no electricity. That is amazing. So as a planner by nature, this gives me so much more power and creative control over the whole process. And also, I don't have to do hair and makeup, which is huge. You know how time-consuming that can be. I still record two videos a week to promote the show on Instagram and LinkedIn, but they're much more casual, they're much more natural and off-the-cuff, And because they're really short, they're very quick and easy to do. So I've got a couple of different sections I want to talk about. The first one is getting started. It's all about just starting your podcast. Okay. I love this quote by Alan Cohen, an American author. He says this, do not wait until the conditions are perfect to begin. Beginning makes the conditions perfect. I'm going to read that again. Do not wait until the conditions are perfect to begin. Beginning makes the conditions perfect. 
So to get started, you just have to get started. No more excuses, no more alibis. Use whatever resources you've got right now and learn as you go. That's the best way to start anything. You know that as well as I do. But I'm very happy to give you a reminder. So here's how I got started. I actually received one of my email newsletters through um, my inbox one day. I was just casually reading it. And at the bottom, there was an ad for anchor.fm. So I'll put the link in my show notes for this and everything else that I mentioned in this episode. You can find those at stephanieholland.co forward slash 27. But when I read about the simplicity of anchor.fm, I thought, wow, that sounds easy. So I downloaded it immediately. And that week I recorded and published my first episode. It was pretty cool. Now you can record your podcast using anchor.fm either through the mobile app direct to your phone or you can upload an audio file direct to the web app through your laptop and the neat thing is this it actually automatically publishes your podcast and all its episodes to all of the podcasting platforms at least all the main ones there are about 11 that it automatically publishes to and you can switch them off if you like but why would you so itunes spotify stitcher it's very cool and it really helps you avoid the hurdle of getting approved by itunes which if you go direct via sorry apple podcasts is much more challenging i have seen people in my business groups take weeks to get their feed approved by apple podcasts and that stress is so unnecessary just do it through another software app like anchor.com sorry, anchor.fm. Now, once I got into my podcasting flow after a couple of weeks, I then took control of my feeds for Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. So Apple Podcasts is the main podcasting platform. Okay. You can't get away from it. And also I personally use Stitcher to listen to my favorite podcast. So that was my only logic for taking control of those two feeds. Now, what I mean by taking control of my feed is that my podcast episode info actually gets sent directly from my blog versus via via anchor.fm. That's all that means, okay? And all I had to do to take control of my feeds was simply install a plugin called Really Simple Podcasting. Again, it's one of many that you can use. I just found it. I found it really simple. I love the title, Really Simple Podcasting. So I installed it on my WordPress blog. And what this does is it adds a few form fields to the end of each blog post with information that you fill in particular to your podcast. So it's length, it's title, the season name, the season number, etc. And it literally enables me to turn my blog post my and my blog in general into my podcasting platform very easily. And then I just contacted Stitcher and Apple Podcasts directly to give them my new RSS feed. And within a day, I had direct control of my podcast on those two platforms. Okay. So let's talk about equipment. Again, start with what you've got. I have a Mac, so I use the GarageBand app on my Mac to record. And Initially, for the first six episodes, I used my old Apple earbuds uh, with an inbuilt microphone to record those episodes. And then I started reading more about producing podcasts and especially sound quality. And I remember my coach, uh, my ex-coach, Brooke Castillo, sharing that she used a Samson mic. So for just under $100, I purchased that particular mic and it radically transformed my sound quality. And it even blocks out traffic and construction noises, cockerels crowing, birds tweeting, which is really handy when you live in a beautiful town on the beach in Mexico, which generally there's a lot 
lot of community noise around. It's also a great mic because it's wireless. So you put the receiver in your pocket and you can walk around and record. So if you're doing events, you can, you, you can still record your sound up to 25 feet away. So it's actually a really good um, training and video microphone as well. I'll put the link in the show notes. So let's talk about production. Um, specifically, I mean editing the episode. So I have already mentioned that I use GarageBand, the app on my Mac, to record my podcast. And I also use GarageBand to edit it. And I'm just really lucky because many years ago, when I first recorded interviews for my signature online program, my musician friend gave me a few simple editing tips using GarageBand, which thankfully and quite surprisingly, I remember today. So all I need to remember is that the letter T on my keyboard means cut. So it enables me to put a break in my audio so that I can insert my music track, which is really cool. To find my music, I looked on a company website called Premium Beat. I chose a jingle that I liked, and then I just added it to the beginning and end of my podcast tracks. So it was very, very simple for me. But seriously, if music or anything else overwhelms your brain, forget about that to start with. No one's really going to care if you have music or not. All we care about when we listen to your podcast is the quality of your content and the passion and personality with which you create it. And of course, what, once you get into the flow, which we're going to talk about in the minute, then you can add more bells and whistles, including things like sponsorships if you want to. But don't let that stop you from starting initially. Just get started. When you're in the flow, you can Google or YouTube the basics of doing anything like adding music and sponsorships and anything else that you want to add. So in fact, Anchor.fm helps you do this right out of the gate very simply. So even if you feel overwhelmed, if you get Anchor.fm and you want to add music, that might just mean two clicks of one button. So let's talk about your process. And this is what I mean when I talk about getting into your flow. I think it's really important to outline the process that you use and the systems that you use for putting your podcast together. And I really recommend that you have an outline of the process for each output in your business. And of course, by output, I mean that thing that you create, the blog post, the Facebook live show, the ebook, the opt-in, the podcast episode. Then you never have to wonder or waste time remembering everything you need to do to plan, produce, publish, and promote your podcast. So I've included my podcast process planner for you in the podcast study pack. If you don't have that yet, you can grab a copy at stephanieholland.co forward slash 27. But essentially process is just simply a list of the steps required to make something happen. So step one might be writing your episode, or maybe it's outlining the episode before you write it, or maybe you never actually write it. You just outline the bullet points and you're good to go. It depends on you and your creative process. And the next step might be recording the episode. And then you would keep listing all the sequential steps right up until the final steps of promotion. Now we'll all have a slightly different process depending on the role the podcast plays in our business, as well as our personal style and our business brand. But as I said, you can totally use my process planner to get started. Now, what I mean by systems, systems are the tools and the platforms that you use for each stage of the process. So for example, I write all my episodes in Google Docs, which I absolutely love because I can access them from any computer, which was especially useful when my computer was in a coconut water coma about a year and a half ago. I was in Mexico 
And I, I, I couldn't replace it at that time. So for a couple of weeks, I borrowed friends' computers. So it was very cool having my entire business on Google Docs. I actually use G Suite, and it's a monthly subscription of under $4. So it's an absolute no-brainer as a business system. Um, I can also access Google Docs via my mobile phone for quick reference and while I'm offline. So very, very handy living in Central America when we have power outages. Um, and I check graphics using an app called Hemingway, and I record using GarageBand, as I said, and I publish using Anchor.fm and really simple podcasting, the plugin. So that's an example of five of the systems I use for my podcasting process. I've outlined them all in my podcast planner in the podcast pack. You are definitely going to experiment with systems and you're going to find the ones that work for you over time and as you define your process. So again, this is not something you need to have set in stone as you go. I will keep refining my, 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 my process and my systems as I go as well. Mine are also not set in stone. Sometimes you discover a new software that works really well with you. Sometimes you, you discover a new stage of the process that you can simplify or skip over or add. So everything changes as you go. I actually created an episode called Your Sweet Process. That was episode 13. So that also contains a ton of useful information that will help you with the processes for all of your outputs. So let's talk about creating the content. I actually find it really helpful to think of content in terms of collections or seasons. And that's why I've started podcast season one and podcast season two. And I did the same for my Facebook live show. I really enjoy exploring one topic from different angles and taking the user on the journey with me. It's really fun that way. So I used my second book project as inspiration for podcast season one. It's also called the freedom philosophy. I wrote it in 2015. And at the time it was designed for people who are still in the corporate world who wanted to start up on the side, but didn't really have an idea how to go about it. So that was the content outline chapter by chapter that I used for season one of the podcast. But incidentally, four seasons, sorry, four years on, I have a new audience who actually, they've already left the corporate world and they're within three years of starting up and they feel slightly stuck, worried and uncertain about their business future now and then, sometimes all the time. So while I stuck to the topics outlined by the book chapters, I actually wrote new content geared towards my new audience and where they're at, which enabled me to explore the same ideas from a new lens in a new way. So the second season of the podcast will actually be based on my signature course, Kickstart Your Mini Empire. I'm going to give it a slightly, slightly different title, but I'll use the 20 lesson flow to create the season content. And I'll probably add a wildcard episode every five or six episodes to talk about something that's come up while working with a client or something very topical that I think would be interesting to share with you. Just like that authentic marketing episode I keep threatening to write. Now, I really love having an outline, a flow, a journey to follow. It's not only for my audience, but a really lovely breadcrumb trail for me. I really love following the breadcrumbs. And it also enables me to enter the next level of my thinking and experience within the same topics I've already explored. So it enables me to reflect on how I integrate the strategies, tips, and ideas into my life and work now and on an ongoing basis, which changes very frequently. You know, it was different six months ago, the way I use these strategies, yet alone five years ago. So I've actually, this has enabled me to realize how much ground I've covered in my own life and work. So it's really helped me create fresh content that tracks aside my own 
evolution, so to speak, which is super interesting also for those who've been following my journey for the last five years. Many of you email me every now and again and say, hey, Stephanie, it's so cool to watch you um, change trajectory and evolve um, and follow your journey. So I really appreciate those messages and I really appreciate that realization as well. So in terms of your content, you can take a look at your previous content that you've created and use that to create a podcast outline. Or you might think about what your audience are interested in or struggling with right now, brainstorm 30 tips to help them, and then write an episode on each one, and then you have the first season. So I find generally that 100 words in writing equals one minute of audio for me based on the speed at which I talk, but you can figure out how that pans out for you. It just is a really useful gauge for me to know that if I've written a thousand words, that will be a, a, um, a 10 minute episode, which is just really useful. Now, here's another amazing thing. By writing the episodes, I've actually, without realizing it, written another book. So yes, the copy, um, the chapter by chapter um, that I've written for 20 episodes, it comes in at just over 37,000 words. So it's a really lovely pocket-sized read for an afternoon, which with current attention spans is kind of perfect. So what I'll be able to do is take that co- the episodes that I've written, edit it once into a book format, send it to my copy editor, send it to my proofreader, and then publish it on Amazon as a book, which I think is pretty cool. Now, I call this process infinite content creation. So it started as a book, it turned into a course, then I turned it into a podcast, and then another book. And I really think that's content creation at its best. So let's talk about what I think is probably the most interesting aspect of podcasting, and that is business integration. So how do you integrate it into your business in a way that helps your business grow and help more people? My podcast, I really think, is the best form of marketing I've created so far. So you can also think of your podcast as a resource that helps people get results ahead of time. Because I really think of it as marketing me, what I do, and why I do it. My philosophy and approach to live work and business is woven into every single episode. Every single episode has a theme where a problem is addressed and a solution offered. And honestly, this is the best way to showcase my thinking skills and expertise that I can think of. It's very cool. And I also use it as a primer for future potential clients. So when someone books a free mini session with me, I invite them to listen to episode one as part of their preparation work for the session. And then they come to the session already resonating with my philosophy and style and sometimes pretty much ready to work with me. So it's been a great way of starting that that free discovery session a couple of steps ahead with a kind of mutual understanding of, of, of my style and my approach. And now I really think of my podcast as content that really builds trust with future clients, which I love. Now, you may have noticed that I've also created a product called the Podcast Study Pack. Now, this is designed to help my audience go deeper within the themes, ideas, and strategies and help them to integrate it immediately into their life and work. So listening to the podcast will give them a perspective shift. And then the worksheets that I've created in the workbook for the podcast study pack helps them to take action on that immediately. And for me, it's a gateway product, which means it's a no-brainer investment. So I've priced it at $52. I offer a discount code, which means that at checkout, it comes down to $27. So it's a no-brainer gateway investment to working with me and going a bit deeper with me. And it helps my audience generate better results quite quickly and gives me a way, obviously, to monetize the podcast, which is good business, right? 
So think about how you might be able to offer greater value via worksheets, workbooks, additional resources like videos and eBooks. I actually also offer exclusive video training and interviews and other PDFs as part of the podcast study pack. So I'm really trying to pack it with as much value as possible. So ask yourself, how can I help my audience go deeper with the content I'm offering? How can I help them get better results ahead of time? And finally, I've been using my podcast as a platform to promote my other products and services. So my one-on-one coaching, the seven-day visionary leadership challenge, and kickstart your mini empire, the signature course. So you can also use your podcast as a platform to promote your other products and services, offers, and launches, which is wonderful, right? So, I mean, in summary, I'm absolutely in love with podcasting, and I'm really thinking about how to turn my, my podcast into my business rather than using it as as a platform just for marketing my business. So that's kind of exciting. I'm doing a lot of research and thinking, super thinking about that right now. I'm going to share another update with you at the end of season two, because I'm sure in another six months, I'll have learned so much more about podcasting, including hopefully how to turn it into a business or at least how to monetize it more effectively. So I really look, look forward to sharing that with you. In the meantime, do you have any questions about podcasting that maybe I can help you with? Just send an email to me, stephanie at stephanieholland.co and I will get back to you. If you have the podcast study pack, you can crack open my podcasting process planner. And if you don't have the podcast study pack, you can grab your copy in the show notes at stephanieholland.co forward slash 27. Also, I have a huge favor to ask if you've enjoyed this season or even just this episode, would you write a review for me on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please? That would help me so much. And it would also help other people find the podcast. So to do that, very simply, all you have to do is go to stephanieholland.co forward slash review. That's stephanieholland.co forward slash review. And you'll be directed to your iTunes or Apple podcast store where you can leave a review for me. That would be so helpful. Thank you so much. It has been so cool creating this, this season for you. This whole season has been so much fun. I really look forward to seeing you in season two. Have a beautiful week. Bye.